When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we might have some fun tonight. We might have some fun. I have always promised you, I have always promised you that I will be frank with you. I've never promised you I'm a good person. I've never promised you uh, show content or phone calls or anything else. I've promised you I will be honest with you. I am full of hatred and rage right now. And let me explain why. We'll get to Joe Biden. We'll get to exactly what happened. We have... Actually, a counterterrorism agent and a Green Beret coming on tonight. It is going to be a a big show tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. But let's set all that aside. And let's set Joe Biden aside for a minute. I'll, I'll come back to Joe Biden. Trust me, I have a lot to say. Right now. Right now. Probably as you're hearing the sound of my voice, there is a wife somewhere whose phone is ringing. And she's answering it, and the person on the other end of the line is telling her, your husband's never coming home again. And she's going to attempt to pull herself together when she gets off that phone. And she's going to go look at two, three, four kids asking mommy what's wrong, and they're gonna, and she's going to have to explain to them, daddy's never coming home again. A mother right now. She's getting that phone call about her son. There aren't words to describe how angry I am. It's not about the death and the phone calls and the tears. It's about the fact our warriors in this country 
have been so cheated repeatedly, time and time and time again, by the disgusting scumbags who hate this country and run this country. I hate them all. I know I normally give you laughs and jokes and we have fun on this show. I am so full of hate right now, I can't do it. I hate these people. Joe Biden and all the rest of them can all go screw themselves. Those people didn't have to die. You know why those people died? You really want to know? Why is that wife getting that phone call? Why is that little girl or little boy asking, why, mommy, why? Why is daddy never coming home? Why is that happening right now? So the Biden administration could have a celebration on 9-11 about getting out of Afghanistan. That's how sick these freaking people are. That's the kind of monsters who run this country. And I'm not going to sit here, and I'm not going to put a smiley face on it, and I'm not going to tell you it's okay. You should see the text messages I have today. I talked to Buddy out of suicide 45 minutes ago. I'm going to attempt to do a quality show for you this evening. I make no promises that I won't break out into absolute rage. And what I just saw, I was outraged before that disgusting press conference I just saw out of the person who's supposedly the commander-in-chief, that doddering, half-functioning old fool. I was mad before then. And then, this was the part, I'll be honest with you, this was the part that put me over the edge. This was the part that put me over the edge listening to this scumbag. Being the father of a... Army major who served for a year in Iraq and before that was in Kosovo as a U.S. attorney. Stop. For- I can't take it anymore. Stop. You don't get to stand up there and try to emotionally manipulate the United States of America after your bumbling idiocy just got people killed today. That's all that was. Don't you dare. My dead son. My dead son. We all know about your dead son. Sorry. Doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut it. Don't you dare pull that with me. And then he pulls out the Bible, as it says in the book of Isaiah. No, you're the commander-in-chief. You're the commander-in-chief. You and your political hack communist scumbags who run this country, you made the decision to yank our people out of the country without evacuating a single civilian, without destroying any of our equipment. You armed the people we've been fighting for 20 years. You screwed it up so bad you got shamed into going back in. Now we're trying to hold the corner of some stupid airport instead of securing an actual airfield with security. And because we have United States Marines who signed up to fight and die for this country. We have them standing on some five-foot wall like bumbling idiots. You're the reason they're dead. You got them killed, Mr. President. You and the scumbag losers that surround you. Lloyd Austin, you got them killed. Resign. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Millie, you resign too. How's your white rage looking now, you piece of garbage? You're all scum. Those phone calls I told you, they're happening now. Right now is the worst night of some wife's life. Some mother's life. As, as a parent, as a parent, we've all had a moment. Every single parent has had a moment where you have, at least it goes in the back of your mind, what if I get that phone call one day? Your son was in a car wreck. He's not coming home. Your wife, uh, she has terminal cancer. She has a week to live. 
Somebody right now is going through that and didn't have to, and they're going through it for political purposes. This isn't about combat casualties. I know the game. I've walked these battlefields. I've seen the blood, and I've heard the crying, and I know what that's like. People die in war. I get it. When people die so you could have a 9-11 celebration and get political props because you pulled it beforehand and saw that would pull well with suburban soccer moms and that'll help us in the midterms, you fill me with hate for you. I hate these people. I despise every single one of them because I cannot possibly imagine having my world turned upside down by a piece of crap politician. I despise these people. They are the worst people on the planet. I have as much respect for the people who lead the Taliban as I do for the people who lead the United States of America. That's a fact. The people who lead this country care nothing for it. They don't even give a second thought for it. They don't care at all about anything. Even now, even as we speak, it's not like they're sitting there huddling around a table actually shedding tears for the people who just gave their lives for this country. Right now, he just left. Of course, he signed off his stupid press conference with, I have to go, I have another meeting, for real. Right now, you know what his meeting's about? He's sitting back there with pollsters going over the poll numbers. Hey, man, it looks like we were tracking it online. Good job, Joe. You know, when you brought up that stuff about your son, that really helped helped the middle-aged white white women. We, we We might claw our way out of this. And don't you worry, Joe, don't you worry about those bad numbers before. We were pulling it beforehand. When you brought up the book of Isaiah, it showed black people between the ages of 35 and 45. They might come back and vote for you in the midterm. That's the meeting they're having right now. While people were getting the worst phone call ever. You ever seen one of these mass casualty situations? You ever been there? You ever seen a bomb go off with a bunch of people around it and then walked through the aftermath? Oh, I've had the pleasure. I've had the pleasure. Do you want to know what it's like? Do you really want to know? You probably don't. And I'm going to calm myself down here. And I'm going to tell you what it's like. I'll tell you what happened. I'll explain to you where we go from here. I'll tell you what's coming next. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a dark, dark day. Don't worry, I got myself calmed down here in case you're wondering what the number is. As of right now, it's 12 dead. 12 servicemen dead, but... We need prayers. We need prayers right now because there are still several in critical condition. And that's not even counting the Afghans. The Afghans, there's a lot more than that. Uh, You need to keep in mind something else. I was going to play the audio for you. I'm not going to bother now. Part of the Afghans, there are kids in there. Some guy had a five-year-old girl die in his arms. It's a really, really, really bad scene and really didn't have to happen. And look, until you've walked one of these things and you trip over somebody's foot, you don't know. Until you see how these injuries pan out. Because even in the movies, 
Even in the movies, they don't they don't do them like they really are. How horrible they really are. You know what? You know one thing they never show you in the movies, and I know this is going to sound strange, but I'm just giving it to you, just straight from the heart. They don't tell you how people's faces get mangled. You know, everyone everyone can picture what a, a blown off leg or hand or arm looks like. They don't ever show you a blown off jaw. You don't know till you look at it. You don't know till you hear it. Because remember, as you're walking through one of these incidents, friends and loved ones wondering if their son, daughter, mother, father, sister, brother, wondering if they were involved in it, they come looking, right? And they come looking and they come digging through dead bodies, praying for the best. And when they finally see the worst, you hear it. You hear it for sure. It's not a great sound. It's not one you forget. You smell it. There's a smell to it. And it's not something you forget either. So our response today, General McKenzie got up before Joe Biden spoke. By the way, the reason I'm not playing you more of Joe Biden's speech is because it was the most enraging thing I've ever seen. We don't have a functional man. It wouldn't come across on radio if I played it to you. You can see it in his eyes. His eyes don't look right. Chris, did you see what I was talking about? He doesn't. The man is not well. He's not a fully functional adult. He showed up 20 minutes late. We actually got a public statement from the from Boris Johnson in the UK before we got a public statement from the President of the United States of America. Hours and hours and hours and hours of hearing every talking head on TV and on radio talk before we got to hear the Commander-in-Chief say something about the fact U.S. servicemen got incinerated today by an ISIS suicide bomber. Hours before we heard from him. And then he finally stumbles up there with his stupid mouth hanging open. And then, you know what, Chris? Play this part again. This this part drives me crazy because this is what I've been seeing a lot of lately. I've been seeing a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of them say, well, the media is finally stepping up. What a fine moment for the media. The media really getting out there and finally criticizing a Democrat. I haven't seen this in ages. Oh, be serious. If you're a member of the media... And you're, you spent four years telling everybody you speak truth to power and you're one of the defenders of democracy. And you know all that stupid stuff they said about, about Donald Trump when they were covering Donald Trump. And the president of the United States, after spending hours and not taking any questions for a week, says something like this. You have an obligation. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was... Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. The first person I was instructed to call on? You know what your obligation is right there if you're Kelly O'Donnell or any member of the press? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mr. President. Instructed by whom? Who's giving you these instructions? What are the reasons for these instructions? Mr. President, are you feeling well? Mr. President, you're the commander-in-chief. You're the man in charge of a nation. You're currently screwing every part of it up, from inflation to our people coming home in little containers. We have real questions for you. Are you a fully functional adult? 
If you're not in charge, which clearly you're not because you just said you were given instructions, Mr. President, I'm a reporter. I've spent four years, quote, speaking truth to power. Who is in charge, Mr. President? Who gave you these instructions? But no, they all go right along with it. And they all did too, Mr. President. You spoke so lovingly today about your son. Making sure they twist that emotional manipulation manipulation knife in you. And what kind of a sociopathic sick freak loses his son? I couldn't even imagine losing one of my sons. I might, I, I'd just fall over dead right then and there if I lost one of mine from heartbreak. Who loses one of their sons and then years later uses it as a political prop when he's having a bad day? Being the father of a... Army major who served for a year in Iraq and before that was in Kosovo as a U.S. attorney for the better part of six months in the middle of a war. When he came home after a year in, a, in Iraq, was diagnosed, like many, many coming home, with an aggressive and lethal cancer of the brain. What does any of this have to do with the men you just got killed in Afghanistan? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm not nice guy. I'm not. I won't be emotionally manipulated. I will not. Yeah, yeah, we understand about your son. What does this have to do with the decisions that you have made that have resulted in the death of Marines, that will undoubtedly result in the death of more of our service members, that will undoubtedly result in the death of American civilians, to say nothing of all the allies of ours who are about to have their heads lopped off? Oh, do you doubt that's going to happen? Guess what else came out today? And nobody found a way to ask a question about this. All those reporters who speak truth to power, guess what came out today? Since we're relying on the Taliban to let people through the checkpoints, we want to let through the checkpoints. Guess what we gave the Taliban? We gave them not only a list of American citizens and green card holders, we gave the Taliban a list of our Afghan allies. The Taliban are currently going door-to-door murdering our allies. We simply offered them a list. Oh, hey, Ahmed, don't don't bother going door-to-door, man. I actually have a Microsoft Word printout for you. Hey, no worries. We're just, no, here's his identity. Oh, hey, I included a picture with it. And none of our reporters speaking truth to power could manage to ask that question. Now you understand what I've been saying all week, don't you? Now you fully understand what I've been saying all week about who we are right now as a nation. And I understand I I upset some people and people called in and they were upset because it hurts to hear. And I know it's going to hurt to hear it again. Nevertheless, I'm not your mommy. It's not my job to powder your butt for you. I'm me. We are the aging lion on the safari. We have been kicking everyone around for a long, long, long time. And they've been wanting our spot, right? It's good to be top lion. Everyone brings you food, got all the chicks you want. Life is good, right? Only problem is everybody wants that spot and sooner or later father time comes and you start walking around with a limp and you're looking a little skinnier than you used to look and all the other lions start prowling around eyeballing you saying, hey, maybe now's the time. Whoa, let me tell you right now, they're prowling and they're watching. What do you think they're thinking right now? Hang on. July.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and lest I forget, I shouldn't forget, I can't forget, tomorrow it'll be a bit sunnier. Tomorrow's going to be an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, as it always is on the Jesse Kelly Show on Fridays. For you new listeners, and I realize we have a bunch, if these numbers are to be believed, for the new listeners on Fridays. Yeah, we hit any big stories. Obviously, we'll always hit any big stories that come out, but the day is about you and your questions. There's no guests. There's no phone calls. It's the questions you email in. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send in your questions. What questions you ask? Anything. And I, I mean anything. They can be political. It could be about history, employment, uh, employers, men, women, relationships, food, travel. It can be stupid. It can be totally stupid. We love stupid. But we love Chris, right? Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Try to put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. All the emails go to Chris, and we get a bit, a bit more now than we used to. <laughs> and he's having a hard time sorting through all of them. All right, back to the task at hand. Let's, but, but before I get to this Joe Biden thing, which absolutely, it, it's unreal to me. It's going to upset me again, so let's discuss exactly what happened. In case you're unaware, in case you've been out. It appears it was ISIS. ISIS has taken credit for it. couple bombs went off at the airport in Kabul. Now, I just, I'm, I'm going to try to explain this to you as best I can at a military base, at a military establishment like Bagram, the air base we had over there, you don't get incidents like this. Why? Well, you have certain amounts of security set up. It is fortified. One, there's no wall. for I mean, there's a huge wall for them to go over. They're not going over your walls. Yes, you have walls, but you have watchtowers. You have, you, you, they're not getting over the walls. They're going to die before they ever get to the walls. Two, when you have a situation where you're bringing people in like this or sending people away, you have a long, also fortified filtration system, basically, is the best way I can describe it, where you can get in and out. Like uh, vehicles. You know, you'll see in a movie, maybe, uh, maybe a movie with terrorists in it, if they, even, if they were even allowed to make those anymore. I realize every terrorist has to be a white guy now. But if you, if, if you have a movie with Islamic terrorists in it, You'll see uh, undoubtedly a scene where they're driving a big truck up to the gate and all of a sudden they just step on the gas and there's a big bomb in the truck and he drives right up to the gate and he blows them up. And that stuff has happened to our guys. So that's, I'm not going to say that's unrealistic, but we have learned over time. So now you can't do that anymore. You can't just hammer the gas and drive up. They have big, massive, fortified barriers, so your car has to weave very, very slowly left and right and left and right. So, like, you see what I mean? Everything is set up to avoid the suicide bomber getting anybody or getting very many people, which is why it was so critical to hold on to Bagram Air Base because then that allowed us to bring all, Ameri- all of our American civilians there and get them out safely, and you wouldn't have had a massive influx of Afghanis. We gave up the airbase. We gave up the airbase, and we pulled all of our people out. We left all the equipment there, and we left all of our civilians there. So now what happened? We uh, turned into a political problem. Again, remember this. Remember, you're very mad today. As you can tell, I'm very mad today about our guys we lost. 
The Biden administration is not. Nobody. Not one. Not one of those people will shed a single tear tonight about the people we've lost. For them, this is only a political problem, and the only thing they're going to shed a tear about is the potential political fallout. Does this sound like somebody who's worried about our troops? Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban. That he would get Sounds all- like he's pretty busted up over it, right? Definitely taking responsibility for all that. So again, this is a political problem for them. Anyway, so we have to send our troops back in only because they're worried about the politics of it. They're worried about the view. How does this look? Well, they sent our troops back in to just an airport. People aren't understanding this. It's just an airport. It's not secure. That's why you see all these videos. I'm sure you've seen it on the news. I'm sure you've seen it on social media of this massive glut of people in this canal. They're standing by a five-foot wall. You've got Marines standing right beside them. It's not a place that's even designed for this. It's not designed to be secured this way. I'm telling you all this because I'm about to give you some news that I, oh, please, Lord, let me be wrong about, but I don't think that I am. What happened today, as unspeakably bad as it is, it might not be the last time. In fact, it probably won't. Because unless you're able to take the proper precautions, when you, when you go up against somebody like ISIS, all they need, all they need is to get next to you and they'll blow themselves up. We can't keep them from getting next to us. And we've created this massive funnel where every scared person in Afghanistan is trying to get through the gate. So you can't properly filter everybody. You can't possibly properly filter everybody. People are going to get through. And you have now, we're in such a position of pathetic weakness on the world stage. We're we're asking the Taliban to provide our security for us. We are. They've they've come out with multiple public statements today. Well, we're going to rely on the Taliban. We're going to bank on the Taliban getting our people out. The people we've been fighting for 20 years, the people who hate our guts, We've outsourced the security of any American civilian we can't get out in time, and they're openly admitting they won't get them all out. We've outsourced the security of those Americans to the Taliban. And the Taliban, they're the ones running the checkpoints. Now, I do have to explain something about the different groups who are over there right now because it can get confusing when you talk about these different radical Islamic groups. One, there is the Taliban. You don't need to think about them as a foreign terrorist organization. They are a terrorist organization, but not foreign. They have a goal. It's to dominate Afghanistan. They want to impose their extremely strict Sharia law on Afghanistan. And they're monsters, right? They're they're complete barbarians. They're they're horrible. You also have Al-Qaeda. Now, Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, they are best buddies. Brothers, cousins, I mean, look, the leadership is a crossover. Oh, this Taliban leader has been in the Al-Qaeda forever. So you don't necessarily need to think about them as separate. 
Although Al-Qaeda, as we well know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, Al-Qaeda is all about the export business. They want to come attack us here. They want to attack Israel in Israel. They want to attack foreign powers, foreign people they hate, mainly Christians and Jews. Okay, that's them. Then there's ISIS. People think ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, they're all the same. They're not all the same. And people forget how truly, truly demonic and evil ISIS is. Well, how they were thriving, of course, under Barack Obama, who couldn't even use the words radical Islamic terrorism. They thrived under Barack Obama. You forget who these people are. You forget what they're capable of. You forget what they want. And, and this is going to come back to this rant I've been on lately about being too nice. You forget why they still have so much of their leadership intact. Do you want to know why they have so much of their leadership intact? I'm going to tell you in just a second. We'll talk about who they are and where they come from. But just first, first and foremost, it's a dangerous world out there. You know it. Every time you turn on the news, you're getting a face full of it. It is a dangerous world out there. Husband and wife driving home from dinner. Get stopped at a red light. Get swarmed. Gets swarmed by an angry mob, which is just, apparently that's something that's going to happen on a regular basis now. They get the door open, the driver's side door open, God forbid, and they get their hands on the husband and start dragging him from the vehicle. By the grace of God, he had a Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Manages to get his hands on it, puts two in the chest of his attacker, It's non-lethal, but you want to die. This pepper irritant in it is absolutely debilitating. The attackers back off. He gets back in his car. To this day, husband and wife sleep soundly in their beds. I own one. Go do the same. Go to Hero2020.com. Use the coupon code KELLY for a special discount. Hero2020.com. Coupon code KELLY. State law restrictions may apply. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, I, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of these emails in. And I'll tell you, I know everyone's mad. As you can tell, I've been, I'm a bit mad myself. Ten minutes from now, I'm telling a story. I'm telling a stupid story from my past that'll make everybody laugh because we're going to take a ten-minute break, and then I'm going to go back and yell some more. So just, just full disclosure. Emails, don't calm down. Your rage speaks for all of us today. Please be our outlet. Unleash our screams in hatred of Joe Biden and his communist cabal across the world. Semper Fi. I'm getting all kinds of emails and stuff like that in right now. I I didn't mean to yell and uh, get that way at the very beginning of the show. You know I don't do that. Or try not to do that, I should say. I can't believe people are getting that phone call tonight. People are getting that phone call saying their husband's never coming home again. And these people running the government and the people who caused it, all they care about is politics. That's all they care about. No love of country. They're not worried about, they wouldn't care if, if all 6,000 troops over there died. They really wouldn't. They wouldn't shed a single tear. Only in how it affected their poll numbers. All right, back to ISIS real quick. Remember, remember how ISIS came to be. Al-Qaeda, they're bad, right? Really bad guys. I don't need to tell you that. But Al-Qaeda has a thing, or at least had a thing. And this is still kind of their thing. Al-Qaeda, they didn't really believe 
in killing Muslims. Now, they're all about killing uh, you people, Chris, and they're all about killing Christians, really any American, they're all about killing all that, but not Muslims so much. ISIS, ISIS thought that was the weakest, softest thing they've ever heard of. ISIS is all about killing Muslims. ISIS has stormed into maternity wards in Afghanistan, not even with bombs, with rifles, and gunned down all the new mothers, and then walked in and gunned down all the newborn babies. We've had this talk before on the show. ISIS is easily tied for the most evil people who've ever walked the planet. As much as you hate Nazis, they're as evil or more evil than Nazis. Chris, see, Chris is a Jew, and he says more. Uh, they, they are that bad. They, did, they never had the capability. They never had the money and the infrastructure to pull off quite the amount of death the Nazis did. But these people are just as evil. You have to under, These are demons. That's who got us today. And the Taliban put out some public statement condemning it. And no one knows if we can trust that. Remember, remember, the Taliban put out a public statement condemning it. Who's running the checkpoints people have to get through to get to the airport? Anyone bringing that up? You hear anyone else bring that up today? I know I've been told for a week we're not in control of the area outside of the airport. American civilians can't get through the checkpoints. What checkpoints, I asked? Taliban checkpoints. The Taliban are in control of all the checkpoints around the airport. So how, oh how, did somebody with a bomb strapped to him, either in a chest piece or a backpack, how did he go strolling right through the Taliban checkpoints? And don't tell me the dudes running the Taliban checkpoints aren't perfectly aware of how to look for a suicide bomb. That's how these guys grew up. It's like you and I going to social studies. They know all about suicide bombs. That's, that's how they grew up. And our responses, I mean, our responses, I, I, General McKenzie said this today, and I had to have Chris play it for me twice because I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Going after ISIS. Yes, if we can find who's associated with this, we will go after them. We've been clear all along that we're going to retain the right to operate against ISIS in Afghanistan. And we are working. Hold on. Right I'm sorry. Did he just say if? If we can find who's responsible? Is this what we are now? And, and this was Blinken. Remember, this is this is not some chump. This isn't some dude on the side of the road. This is the Secretary of State speaking. The Taliban have made public and private commitments to provide and permit safe passage for Americans, for third country nationals, and Afghans at risk going forward past August 31st. The United States, our allies and partners, 114 in all, issued a statement making it clear to the Taliban that they have a responsibility to hold to that commitment and provide safe passage. Just want everyone to be clear, that's actually illegal as well. The Taliban are formally a terrorist organization. We are not allowed. It is illegal for the United States of America to strike any kind of an agreement like that with the Taliban. The Taliban are a ter- classified a terrorist organization. We're not even allowed to strike deals like that with the Taliban. But remember, never forget this. Remember what all the people who run this country have in common. We talk about it endlessly. 
And as soon as you understand it, everything makes sense. Joe Biden's speech makes sense. Pulling out of Afghanistan makes sense. Going back in makes sense. Leaving again makes sense. Leaving the Taliban in charge. It all makes sense when you simply accept that thing that is so hard to accept. All the people running your country now. One. No love of country. None. Oftentimes, flat-out hatred of country, but no love of country. They're not huddled around a table right now wondering about how they can do what's best for America or Americans or American allies. They're huddled around a table right now wondering about their poll numbers. That's one. Two. This part is really, really important. But if you're confused about deals with the Taliban, why deals with the Taliban? Two. These are all people... They don't reside in the real world. They grew up, almost all of them grew up upper middle class or rich. They went right from there to academia, which is the ultimate bubble in the world, right from academia to some government agency or interning from, for some congressman somewhere. These people have never resided in the real world. Therefore, they think the real world has somehow changed. These people genuinely think, you know, I bet we can come to an agreement with the Taliban. I mean, they are in charge now. Why don't we just why don't we just set something up with them? I mean, look, we're gonna ask really, really nicely. Surely the Taliban are okay with that. No, I don't know what you're worried about. We're gonna ask nicely. We're even gonna say please. And then of course they're gonna see the error of their ways. That sounds like lunacy and idiocy to you, which of course it is. It's both those things. But you reside in the real world. These people do not. These people, and this is why I've been so adamant about encouraging you to run for office. You think to yourself, well, they went to Harvard and Yale and I'm not qualified. No, 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 no. They're not qualified. You, normal person, you're the most qualified person there is. Go run. All right. We still have counterterrorism agent Drew Berkowitz. We have Green Beret Terry Shepard. We're going to stop all this nonsense for 10 minutes, though, and tell a funny story in just a second. Hang on. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Jesse Kelly Show. I realized that was a heavy, heavy hour. I can't promise you I'm not going to go right back to it shortly. But I thought, man, all this tragedy, all this ugliness out there. Let's tell a story. Let's get away from Afghanistan. Let's get away from death. Let's get away from all that for a minute. I don't know about you. I need a break. I need a break because here's what happens. When things are going south, oftentimes they keep going south for a while. And if it, if you allow yourself to go there, if you allow yourself to go there, it will take you further south than it needs to go. Tonight actually might be a really great night. Might be a really great night for you. Take a day off. I don't mean a day off of work. I mean, you maybe need a day off of work. uh, Take a day off of news, politics. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to walk away from it. Spend, uh, Spend a little extra time with family. Spend a little extra time exercising. Spend a little extra time in prayer. Maybe it's time to take a day and just get away from it. When's the last time I told you the story about when I murdered my son's fish? been a long time hasn't it Chris since I told that story you know what I think we need that story tonight so let's begin at the beginning this is back when my kids are I would say six and eight roughly six and eight somewhere in that it was very close to that maybe five and seven somewhere in that realm now my oldest son James he has an allergy A pet hair allergy. It's not the end of the world most of the time. If he gets around a dog or a cat or, or, you know, the petting zoo, we've all been to a petting zoo with our kids, he will get hives, itchy hives, and it'll get into his eyes. He'll have to start rubbing his eyes, and we have to give him Benadryl. Now, I have to clarify, James is a high, high, high high-strung kid. He's He's always moving. He is never seated. Even when he does things you would traditionally consider lazy, he burns more calories than you or I do in a day where we exercise. 
What do I mean by that? I mean, James, the James, if, if I, if we let them play video games, which we do, we monitor it. But if we let them play video games, you or I, if we, if we played video games, we would sit down with the little controller thingy in our hands and play video games. James has to stand. James has to leap and jump and, and laugh. And James will burn 10,000 calories playing an hour of video games. That's the kind of kid he is. Where am I going with that? Well, when he gets his allergy, his pet allergy, we the only thing we found that really clears it up for him is something like a Benadryl, like some kind of allergy medication. Well, it makes him lethargic and tired, and he hates it. It just drives him. So that's a long way of saying we had never had a pet. Now, you know about Fred now. We'll go into that in a little bit. But we had never had a pet. It was just something we didn't want to do. Well, boys are boys. Boys want pets. Boys want pets. So at some point, we finally agreed. Look, they want a pet. They really wanted a dog. Every kid wants a dog. Every boy wants a dog. We agreed to get them a fish. And now I figured, what what harm could a fish do? And I know, I know you're going to say, Jesse, you're such a monster. But I also thought to myself, this will be pretty easy. Yeah, you got to spend a little money on the aquarium thing right up right up front, but the stupid thing's going to die in two or three weeks, and then they get to experience the heartbreak of losing a pet, and you have to pretend to care, and then we can move on and be done with the whole pet thing. I very naively got in my head, this was just going to be a quick one-off. They'll get their little pet fix, realize pets kind of suck, and we'll just call it a day. That's, that's what cold-hearted... Cold-blooded Jesse thought at the time. We go to the pet store. They're so excited. We let them pick out fish. They were uh, betas. Betas. That's the kind of fish, isn't it, Chris? Uh, I wasn't talking about the Air Force guys. I was talking about the f- what? What? <laughs> All right, they were they were they were betas, beta fish. We buy them the aquariums. We buy them the fish. We buy them a couple little of the, the, the ornament thingies that go in the aquarium, you know, the sunken ship and all that. And there we go. Now, I brought up James and his pet allergy. There's also Luke, our youngest, our, our younger child. He was the six-year-old at the time. Again, I think. He's five or six. Six-year-old. Luke, Luke got bored with his fish pretty quickly. Luke's one of those... Super genius types. He's never had anything less than like a 97 in school. He doesn't even really put in much of an effort. It just everything is easy for him. He's one of those types. So those types, yeah, it's nice to be smart sometimes, but smart also bores really easily. I know because I'm such a super genius. What, Chris? (laughs) Anyway, Luke gets bored with his fish pretty quickly. Gets bored with his fish, really is pretty neglectful about feeding his fish, cleaning everything, doing these things. And I'm thinking, oh, this works out perfectly. His is going to die. James's is going to die pretty soon, too. And then we'll be pet-free once again. And see, kids, I told you, pet sucks. We're pets suck. We're, we're good to go. James, the pet hair kid, James takes meticulous care of his fish. And I mean meticulous care. He is feeding it not only every day, at the exact moment he's supposed to feed it every day. James is ready by the time. I mean, he could not possibly be better. Mr. Responsibility. And of course, 
because there is no fairness at all in this life. James's fish dies after like two weeks. The one who's taken care of it. Luke's fish doesn't. And this is an important part of the story. You're going to think it's not an important part of the story, but I can't stress to you how important this part of the story is. Luke named his fish Buttery. Buttery, yes, like buttery popcorn, buttery bread. Don't you dare email me or call the show and say, Jesse, why? I don't understand. I don't understand either. Okay, the same reason the dog's name Fred, I don't know. These are kids. That's what they do. But remember this. The fish was named by Luke Buttery. All right? Buttery. Luke's fish won't die. And I mean this fish is Rasputin. It will not die. He does feed it like every few days, but not nearly as often as he should. We're trying to teach him to be more responsible. He won't. And forget about a couple weeks. We're in like the three or four month realm now. And this fish is still not only not dead, it appears to be healthy as a horse. We've got a problem. We have Christmas coming up. We, in general, some, well, I shouldn't say in general, every now and then we will travel for Christmas. Go see her family. Go see my family. This was a year we were supposed to go see her family for Christmas. We were scheduled to go see her family. Now, I was still selling RVs at the time. I couldn't take that many days off of work because in sales... And I, by the way, I love your I love your emailed stories about how well you're doing in sales. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Quick side note, fellas, you're looking to make a living, don't have a college degree, give sales a shot. Something like RVs, you can make six figures easily wearing tennis shoes to work every day. It's hard work. It's good work. You can provide for a family like that. We're talking, we're talking the old lady with a diamond ring on her finger and having a nice little house, kids going through school. We're nice living. Anyway, setting that aside. I'm still selling RVs. I can't take that many days off of work because you don't sell, you don't eat. Again, there's some stress that comes with the job. You don't sell, you don't eat. Wife has to leave early. She's scheduled to leave earlier than me by a few days. Well, we still have this fish. We have this fish, and it's not dying. And we have to have a debate separate from Luke on what we're going to do with Buttery the Fish. And it's a short debate. Uh, The wife still lies about that debate to this day, trying to make herself look better. But the answer we came up with was, I was going to wait till they took off. And after they took off, I was simply going to flush the fish down the drain. Yes, I understand. You can call PETA and all these other things. I realize it was a live fish. It's a fish. Get over it. I was going to pour the fish down the grain, to which the wife agreed. The wife agreed. I just want to make sure I'm stressing that. Wife and kids take off. That day, I decide to do the deed. No need to wait till the last minute. In case you're curious... Why we decided to do that. It was either flush the fish down the drain or I have to give a stranger access to my home to feed a fish my son doesn't even care about while I'm gone. That's not going to happen. How did things go wrong from there? I will tell you in just a second. Then we'll get back to more Afghanistan stuff. But first and foremost, protect your money. Look at how insane the world has gotten right now. 
And there's not there's not like there's some indication out there that things are about to get better, that things are about to turn around. We are probably in for some chaotic times. Okay, that's fine. Doesn't mean we have to cry in our cereal in the morning. It does mean we do have to take steps to protect ourselves, though, don't we? One of those steps is calling Oxford Gold Group and making sure you have some real gold in your possession. Not a piece of paper, not an email saying we're holding some gold for you somewhere. I mean delivering real gold you can hold to your doorstep. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. For gold, you can hold. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com Going after ISIS. Yes, if we can find who's associated with this, we will go after them. We've been clear all along that we're going to retain the right to operate against ISIS in Afghanistan. And we are working very hard right now to determine attribution, to determine who is associated with this cowardly attack, and we're prepared to take action against them. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I mean, maybe I have something in my ears, Chris. I would have swore the general, uh, as as we have people dead, I would have swore that general just came on TV and said, if. Hey, man, I promise we're going to get who's responsible if we can find him in the end. Boy, that really sounds like a serious country, doesn't it? Sounds like a country that's seriously committed to security. I'll tell you what, you know what? I'll get back to that in just a moment. Just a moment. Let me finish my fish story. I figured we all needed a minute. (sighs) Wife takes off. I flush buttery the fish down the toilet. We go on vacation. Well, we go back for Christmas time, see her family. Come back home. We are home. I can't stress this enough. We are home for 24 hours minimum. 24 hours minimum. Before Luke even notices the fish is gone. So let's not act like he came bursting in the door. Oh, I can't wait to see my fish. I've missed him. He didn't even think about it for more than a full day. At some point, he looks down from upstairs at me and says, Dad, where's my fish? And again, I admit I probably could have approached this part of it A little more sensitively, I don't do that well with stuff like that, as you know, to which I replied, oh, buddy, I flushed him down the drain. He's gone. He looks at me. He looks at the wife. And you can tell you can, they both lie about this to the day to this day. You can tell the wheels are turning. He's thinking, and again, this is my this is my 4.0 perfect student. This is my quick study. He Luke is 10 years old. And a lot of people say this about their kids. It's 100% true. Uh, strangers verify this. Luke could sit down and have dinner with you and your friends, and you would enjoy it. Like, he's just a very fast kid, very charming. Very He, get, he gets it. He's very gets it. So, again, I know what's going through his head. And he looks at me, and he looks at her, and he looks at me, and he looks at her, and he sees the look on her face, and that's what got him. That's what it was. Such, it was such fast thinking on his part. She's looking up at him with those somber mom eyes, and he bursts into tears and starts sobbing. Over a fish he didn't even care about. So she immediately calls him downstairs where he curls up in her lap and sobs into her chest. The whole time she is holding him 
and staring daggers into me. Like I have I like I've uniquely hurt the kid when it's something we agreed upon. And I can see this whole thing happening before my eyes. And immediately it pops into my head too. You see, I'm not I'm I'm not some spring chicken either. I know the game. It pops into my head. I'm thinking, he's manipulating her. He's he wants something. He's gonna try to get something out of this. I guarantee it. And to which I stand up and begin saying, this is a put on. This is not real. I'm telling you right now, this is not real. And she's saying, stop it, Jesse. I can't believe you did that. And I'm throwing my hands in the air. And finally, I I get it. It was genius to pop into my head. It was genius. I say, okay, Luke, I, I realize you're really upset. What was the fish's name? And you can tell she didn't catch it because she didn't want to catch it. But there was a brief moment where he looked at me when I asked, and there was a brief moment of panic in his eyes. He's thinking to himself, oh, no, I don't know. And then he goes right back and turns up the volume on the crying even louder. And to which I said, no, 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 no. And she's still saying, stop it, Jesse. And I'm all, no, 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 no. What was the fish's name? You're totally torn up about the fish, right? You're just in tears about the fish. What was the fish's name? You know what he looks at me and says? Looks at both of us. Its name was Swimmy. That wasn't the fish's name. I start laughing. I say, that's not the fish's name. It doesn't dissuade him or her at all. Wouldn't you know it, about 10 minutes later, we're heading off to the pet store to go get some stupid lizard, some bearded dragon lizard, which he also didn't take care of. We gave it away in the end. Chris said, am I a little proud of him? He was able to do that. Yes, actually I am. It was, look, it was brilliant manipulation. It really was brilliant. And to come up with it that fast, I mean, that fast on his feet like that, that kid's a quick study. That kid is a quick study. All right, Chris, we have to go back and play this again. This is General McKenzie. This was just a little bit ago. I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe the things we hear out of our leadership. It, it is it is so telling. Going after ISIS. Yes, if we can find who's associated with this, we will go after them. We've been clear all along that we're going to retain the right to operate against ISIS in Afghanistan. And we are working very hard right now to determine attribution, to determine who is associated with this cowardly attack, and we're prepared to take action against them. If? What happened to what happened to us? What happened to the United States of America? What happened to the country that is we will hunt you to the ends of the earth? You you harmed an American. That's something you shouldn't have done. That's something that is completely unacceptable. I don't care if it takes until the end of time. We will find the people responsible for this. And we will hunt them down and murder every single one of them. And then we'll chop off their heads and put them on display in front of the globe. If, look, hey, look, if we can find someone, I promise we're going to dig into it. What has happened to us? What has happened to us? And look, we're already getting these statements out of the White House. I talked about it before. We're already getting these statements out of the White House that the what you remember what Blinken said? You remember what Blinken said? This is uh, for the Secretary of State to speak like this is amazing. The Taliban have made public 
and private commitments to provide and permit safe passage for Americans, for third country nationals, and Afghans at risk going forward past August 31st. The United States, our allies and partners, 114 in all, issued a statement making it clear to the Taliban that they have a responsibility to hold to that commitment and provide safe passage for anyone who wishes to leave the country, not just for the duration of our evacuation and relocation mission, but for every day thereafter. I'm going to say something to you right now, and you're going to think, I, I, I guarantee you're going to say, Jesse, there's no way that's real. Jesse, you're making that up. Jesse, that can't possibly be real. It is 100% real. Cross my heart. This is real. Are you ready to hear this? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now, former counterterrorism agent, gosh, that is so cool, and current host of This Is My Show with Drew Berquist. Guy makes us smarter, especially about this stuff every time he comes on. Drew, first and foremost, I know we're all sad, we're all mad. Give us some details for people who do not understand. There are There's the Taliban, there's Al-Qaeda. And there's ISIS, who's claimed responsibility for it. What is with these three groups? What's the difference? Well, so the, so the, the Taliban obviously is more um, particular to that region. It's been, it's been their territory before. It's obviously now, as we've seen unfold over the last several weeks, their territory again. But, but al-Qaeda has, has, has been there for a long time. Obviously, that's one of the things that we focused on and worked on early on. They had a safe haven there. They were able to launch attacks, not just on us on 9-11, but other places throughout the world. And then as ISIS became a thing, uh, thanks to the Democrats, we saw them start to pop up in Afghanistan over the last several years as well. And obviously, there are, there, there are, there are more uh, – there's, there's tons of similarities between all of them. Al-Qaeda and, and ISIS tend to be more foreign fighters. A lot more uh, influence from the Middle East, from Arab countries, uh, but but it really does bleed over, and they all kind of work in use. Do they all want more power? Yes. Do they all have the same goal of killing Americans and 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 Westerners? Yes. Um, so it's it's not as easy as and, and I noticed today how much in the the Pentagon briefing after all of this went down, how much they repeated ISIS, ISIS K, ISIS K. And they're really pushing that narrative out there. And it's not as simple. These lines are, are very blurry. Uh, it's not clear. And, and to think that the Taliban had nothing to do with this, I think, is categorically absurd. Okay, let's, let's stop there for just one moment, because I, I think we've, we, we sometimes forget. Why exactly do they hate us so much, these foreign terrorist groups and, and like Taliban? Why, what is it about America specifically they hate, Drew? Well, they, you know, a lot of these people are, are come from more of a Wahhabi cult. They're, they're, they're really, they're the radical extremists within Islam. They, they take and they distort the message of the Quran. They, they distort everything about what they believe, who they are, etc. And part of that is, is we are the infidels. We are the, you know, we are Satan to them. We are the worst of the worst. And, and the way that they have crafted their message over the years is, is we have robbed, killed, destroyed all over the world. In, in, in the name of what they, you know, they believe is something opposite to what is inherent in them. And, and as, as a consequence, they have made it their life mission to target and kill Westerners. 
uh, as a part of this radical ideology of theirs. So, so they will tie it to certain events, but it goes beyond that. It's deeper than that. And then what happens in the process is beyond, beyond the fact that they have a very different ideology, obviously, is we've had these, these long, you know, the global war on terror, which I, I know we're not calling it that anymore, but that's stupid. That's what it is. It'll be the global war on terror until the day we die is against these people, and it, and it recycles, much like we're seeing things recycle in Afghanistan, the Northern Alliance reforming, the Taliban taking control again. You go, and we, we go, and we fight these people. We kill their fathers. Their sons are angry, and then they rise up and fight back. And it's just a continual battle, and it will continue again as long as we are alive. Drew, I saw ISIS, or, ISIS took credit. Taliban came out today and condemned it. I'm sure that's confusing a lot of people. Please lay out what exactly you think you're seeing here. Yeah, look, I think that the, uh, people, people knew that this was going to come. I mean, the fact that we are, and I will answer your question, but the fact that we are, and they said this multiple times today, sharing intelligence and threat reporting with the Taliban literally breaks my brain because it has been our job and goal to kill them for the last 20 years. And they have been killing us. And the fact that we are now saying, oh, well, they said that they're, they're good people, that they're going to protect the airport. No. Anyone who falls for that literally just needs to sit out of the conversation. We'll get you some crayons and, and a coloring book. You don't belong in it. These people absolutely want that to happen. This is a coordinate. Look, I think there's the, the, the reality on the ground here with this is they knew this was going to happen. They didn't care. They knew that ISIS was going to take credit. We knew that ISIS was going to take credit. We're trying to paint the Taliban as being a more responsible, more gentle, more reasonable group. They are not. But we're doing that because we want to leave and we want to get out of there. And if it seems like the Taliban were involved with this, then there's going to be that much more pressure to stay, which is not what Joe wants. Um, so, uh, look, I think that this, this narrative is, is, is definitely staged the way that it's coming out. And that's not some conspiracy. It's just these guys are all evil. They, they, they hate us. They want us gone. We want, want to be gone. So this is something that makes sense for everyone. Why do ISIS and Al-Qaeda hate each other? It confuses people. They don't understand. What, what happened there? Well, I think that you've got to understand, too, with these, with these groups. When you hear Al-Qaeda and ISIS, there are so many like splinter groups or factions within all over the Middle East, South Asia, in the, the Horn of Africa, Okay, so there's not, there's not one ISIS. There's a bunch of ISIS. There's not one Al-Qaeda. There's, there's a bunch of Al-Qaeda. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. I mean, there's kind of what you would consider the central branch or, or what have you, but it's not as easy as that because they're not that structured or organized. Uh, it's not like you're, you know, you're, uh, I don't want to use Johnson & Johnson because they're a big company and everyone's mad at them, but, but it's not like you're big, some big corporation with offices all over the globe, but they're in, in tight coordination with each other. This is, you know, we all have the same radical ideology, but they all thirst for power. They all thirst for getting more fame. They all thirst for, for being in the limelight, for, for opportunities like today where they get to inflict mass casualties and also have lots of people watching, which is two, you know, two boxes they want to check. But there, but there is, there's a power struggle because they have slightly different ideologies and, and they all want the same thing. They want power. They want to wreak havoc. They want to have their little space that is theirs. So, so naturally there's going to be some turf wars, but they're more aligned, of course, with, with hating the West, with hating America um, than they are against each other. Okay, the the whole attacking Muslims versus not attacking Muslims thing. It was my understanding of it that at least originally in Iraq, that was one gigantic rift. ISIS did not think Al-Qaeda was being brutal enough. Al-Qaeda has actually been more careful attacking fellow Muslims. ISIS was all, no, no, I love killing fellow Muslims. Is that fair? 
Yeah, no, that's 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 fair, and I and I and I forgot about that exact instance. That, that's that's a hundred percent fair. They're all radical. Some get upset with each other for not being radical enough. Um, but the but the bottom line, the common denominator with all of them is they are just extremely radical, and and life really matters not to all of them. If if, if they can execute pain and execute an operation against us and and make a dent and make an imp- or make a dent in their mind and, and an impact, they're going to do it. Some are some again are are what you could consider more violent. But once you hit a certain threshold, I mean, does it really matter, you know, with, with you're getting in, you're majoring in the minors at that point. Okay, Drew, what do we do now? Or, or, I take that back. I, I think we'll be absolutely pathetic and weak like we have been from this point forward. But assuming we were to get our heads together, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, it won't. What can we do now? We still have all these civilians there. We still are in control, kind of, of an airport that really can't be secured that well because it's not an American military uh, facility. What can we do now to get our people out? Well, there's, I mean, the the reality is this. There's there's two options, and I think you're absolutely right. We're going to take the one that you said. I think we're going to tuck our tail and run, say that the Taliban Taliban have been cooperative, even though they haven't. Um, at all. I mean, literally, you hear stuff what's, what's going on on the ground there from sources, people we worked with who are on the run, uh, who now the Biden administration is sharing their information with um, the Taliban, according to a report today, which is just, again, also mind boggling. But but your but your your options are you tuck, tuck your tail and run, um, maybe on the same timeline, maybe a sped up timeline. It seems like it would at least be the same timeline. Or you do what we should have done the whole time. You push out further. You, you let the Taliban know who daddy is and say, look, we are going to do this the way that we want to do it, when we want to do it. If you get in our way, we will kill all of you and we will destroy you. And, and whether that involves opening Bagram back up for, for a short period of time or not is, is TBD. I think there's multiple ways you could do it. But the bottom line, the first thing you have to do is show strength. These guys recognize strength. Right now they see weakness, so they're having a heyday. And they're not only uh, you know attacking us and, and getting things done operationally speaking, but they're having a heyday in terms of manipulating how and, and when this goes. So it starts with just literally standing up and saying, we are the, the top dog in the world. We are going to do what we want until we say it's time for us to leave. If that is their goal, which obviously it is to leave, yeah. uh, whether you agree with that or not, you do it on our own terms. The, yeah. the fact that we're letting terrorists dictate to us what we're doing is, is categorically insane. It's, it's the weakest thing I've ever seen in my life. Drew Berquist, host of This Is My Show with Drew Berquist. Thank you so much, my brother. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, we got, we got even more coming. I still have things to say about this Ashley Babbitt shooter. Hang on. It is the jesse kelly show i promised you a jaw dropping quote and i'm about to give it to you we had to speak with drew berquist first obviously as always drew brings it are you ready for the most jaw dropping thing you i mean look in case you didn't think it could get worse this is real u.s officials gave the taliban a list of names of u.s citizens green card holders and afghan allies to grant entry into the outer perimeter of the city's airport, prompting outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. What, Chris? Chris asked if they're a terrorist group. Yes. Not necessarily a foreign terrorist group. That's Al-Qaeda, but yes, they're a terrorist group. And I just want to clarify something. When they say Afghan allies, we gave the Taliban a list of Afghan allies 
Those are the very people the Taliban are currently bouncing around the country, murdering in droves. We took our allies who worked with us and fought with us for 20 years. We took a list of their names and we handed that list to the very people who are going around murdering them. We also are now asking the Taliban, by our own admission, we are also asking the Taliban to grant our people safe passion, safe passage. Do you still think I'm just being over the top when I say you're witnessing the crumbling of the greatest nation on earth? The Taliban have made public and private commitments to provide and permit safe passage for Americans, for third country nationals, and Afghans at risk going forward past August 31st. The United States, our allies and partners, 114 in all, issued a statement making it clear to the Taliban that they have a responsibility to hold to that commitment and provide safe passage for anyone who wishes to leave the country, not just for the duration of our evacuation and relocation mission, but for every day thereafter. Do you still think I'm being over the top? Do you still think I was being crazy or just trying to bring you down the other night when I said what you're witnessing in real time is something your parents never could have imagined, something your grandparents never could have imagined? Do you still think I'm crazy when I say the next 10, 20, 30 years in this country are going to look nothing like the last 10, 20, 30 years? Because you must understand as angry and sad and torn up as I am right now, as angry and sad and torn up as I am about about the people we lost today. On a macro level, taking a step back from that, the world is watching, the world is taking notes. The world watches when the President of the United States stumbles in a speech. The world, this is crazy because Americans don't look at the world that way. We just never have because we've all been number one. We've always been number one. The world watches when the president seems like he's in a bad mood. They take notes. When the president seems like he's in a good mood, they take notes. When America speaks, the world listens. What do you think they're doing on the world stage when we just take our allies Chuck them in the side of a ditch. We basically handed our allies over to the enemy. We won't protect our citizens. In fact, in fact, we're being very, 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 we're being very obvious and very honest about the fact we don't even have any intention of getting all of our people out by the deadline we've been given. Congresswoman, what is your confidence level that the U.S. can get everyone out of Afghanistan that we want to get out by August 31st? I would assess that as being pretty low. Uh, I think if you do the math, just simple math about how many people we believe that we need to be successful at extracting, whether our own people or those who have helped us, six days from now, we aren't able to accomplish that number of people. So I'm, I'm a little bit less than optimistic about that, that, uh, that particular date certain. We're not even pretending that we'll be able to pull this off. We're not even pretending. And again, setting aside your, your love of our troops and your love of our allies and stuff like that, the world watches when we say insane things like this. I would say that this is now on track to be the largest airlift 
in U.S. history. So, and that is bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. So, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. Boy, that aged well. You know, I, I shouldn't even say these words, but in fairness to Jen Psaki, that was before ISIS walked up to our checkpoint at the gate and incinerated a bunch of our service members. What's happened right now? I, I want to try to stop using the words like unreal and shocking, but it really is. It does take you back. Doesn't, doesn't it take you back how fast, how unbelievably fast all this came to be? It, it seemed like it was yesterday, right? It seemed like it was yesterday and we were churning and burning and doing great things and all these. And then, wham, it just ends. It just ends. Get to some emails. You have every right to be 100 times more angry tonight than Monday night. Look, I hate opening up a show the way I opened it up tonight. I will do the best I can to never do that again. I'm not sorry. I'm not saying I'm sorry. I just don't like doing that. I don't like bringing you down. I I know there's enough to feel down about it. The last thing in the world I ever want to do is contribute to that. I didn't love doing it on Monday. But I'm also not going to sugarcoat things for you. I'm not going to sugarcoat things for you. There has been far, far, far too much of that. And as I've argued, as I've been railing against being nice, that's what brought us here. That's what brought us here is people constantly wanting to hear only what they want to hear. Only what they want to hear. Jesse, stop telling me how bad it is. It it brings me down. Look, I'm not your mommy, and this is not your mommy's show. If you need your butt powdered, go see your mommy. I'm going to give it to you exactly how I see it every single time. And, yeah, I'm steamed. I am steamed. All right. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Apparently now we know. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I know it has been a heavy, heavy night. I almost, I almost didn't even want to go into this tonight. I'm so I'm just going to speak briefly on it because there's going to be plenty of time tomorrow and whatnot to go into it. Before I forget, once again, tomorrow is still an Ask Doctor Jesse Friday. Get in your questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. For you new listeners, I realize there are a bunch of them. For the new listeners out there, Fridays, we answer your questions. The week is heavy enough, as evidenced by tonight. Obviously, if there's more big news, we always hit that on Fridays. But in general, Fridays, it's no guess, it's no nothing. It's answering your questions. What questions, you ask? Anything. They don't have to be political. They certainly can be. You want to talk politics? Fine. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you want to talk about history, men, women, relationships, employment, problems, good things, whatever you want to talk about, you can email it. World travel. I don't care. Stupid uh, survival scenarios, animal fights, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have a ton of fun on this show on Fridays as everybody is starting to find out by now. So get in your questions. Try to remember to put Ask Dr. Jesse or Dr. Jesse in the subject line because we get so many emails to the show. Sometimes it's hard to sort all of them. Now, just for a brief moment here. Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt to reveal identity. I just want to cover this because NBC News is uh, Lester Holt. He's going to sit down with the guy and they're going to reveal his identity and all these other things. I just want to cover January 6th really quickly because the system has lied to you about that day repeatedly. January 6th has been treated as, as, as if it was some armed insurrection where the federal government was almost toppled by Trump supporters who were organized by Trump himself. 
Okay, none of that stuff is true at all. None of that stuff is true at all. Donald Trump didn't organize it. Nobody was armed. We don't have anybody. Look, we have the charges by now. We have no weapons charges. There's no video of a single person armed at all. It looks like a bunch of protesters were mad about the election and sauntered into the Capitol on January 6th. That's what it looks like. Nobody's even being charged with insurrection. If it was an insurrection, why aren't they being charged with it? There was one person who was violently killed that day. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. She was shot in the neck. We actually saw it on video. I don't know if you've seen the video. I don't know that I'd recommend the video, but she was shot that day. And isn't it a little bit funny how we're just now going to find out the identity of the person who shot her? How's that humanly possible? How's it humanly possible in an environment when I've been ensured that police brutality or any violent conflict with the police is the result of cops being absolutely power-hungry monsters and, in fact, racist monsters? And, in fact, we need to know the cop's name now so we can tear apart his life Demand not only his resignation, but demand that he be thrown in prison the rest of his life. Unless a Republican gets shot. You see, if a Republican gets shot, they bury his name. So you can't ever find out until he wants you to. They bury his name. They do an internal investigation into the shooting you're not allowed to hear about, where they, of course, exonerate him and find out he did nothing wrong. And we wonder... Why people like me say that we are on a serious downhill spiral in this country. That is two different justice systems. That is not right. That means we have two different justice systems in the United States of America, and we can't go on like that. We either are all subjected to the same rules or we're not. All right, I played it for you in the beginning of the first hour. I'm going to play it for you again. I have sadly, I don't think I want to say sadly. That's not fair. It sounds too pity. Uh, I've walked in the aftermath of bombs before that have blown up with people all around them in Iraq. It is not something you ever forget. I will tell you the smells and the sounds stay with you as much as the sights do. But I thought the the audio is not the best quality in the world, but I thought this Afghan translator trying to describe what it's like having a five-year-old die in his hands, I thought he did a pretty good job conveying what it's like. I'm an Afghan translator for the United States Marine Corps. I was over here to go and get go to the airport and get on the plane and get out of here. There was an explosion that happened inside the crowd. A lot of people got hurt. I got a baby girl that she was five years old. She died right in my hand. I don't know what exactly is going on over there, but I think some of the Americans, they got hurt too. And so people are running around. Right now I have some casualties with me and my vehicle, and I'm taking them to the hospital. You can hear it in his voice. It's not something you ever forget. And I do assign blame. We've gone too long in this country saying things like, well, we'll have time to look back on it. Or it wasn't really, look, it was nobody's fault. Yes, it was. Yes, it was people's fault. Of course it was people's fault. Don't do that cop out with me. 
Don't you dare attempt that with me. That, that, is, that is garbage. That's immature, childish garbage. It didn't have to happen this way. We could have brought in our American civilians when we still had Bagram and got them out safely. We absolutely could have done that. And then destroyed our equipment on the way out, making sure it never falls into the hands of the Taliban. And then once the civilians are gone and we've destroyed our equipment, then we slowly but surely and methodically get our troops on planes, say goodbye to Afghanistan, and let the chips fall where they may. But we didn't do that. And it's not complicated as to why. They're trying to, this is what you're going to try to see in the coming days. I promise you're going to try to see this. They're going to try to make simple sound complicated because that's what people do when people are guilty as sin. That's what people do. They try to make simple complicated. I get home. I get home from, uh, been out with a couple of my Marine buddies I haven't seen in a while. Get home. Turns out I I missed dinner that the wife made. Where have you been? Well, I mean, you have to understand what happened. Uh, there was a shoot. The traffic was so bad. And then I got caught up with a couple things. And I mean, look, it's a lot of stuff. You wouldn't really understand what was. Go- okay, you're lying. You're lying. Simple is simple. People who are guilty make things try to sound complicated all the time. And you're going to see a lot of this out of Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and Lloyd Austin and Millie and all these losers in the coming days. Well, I mean, there were a lot of ins, a lot of outs. They'll use big words you don't understand, too. The thing is, with the MRAP on the FOP, and, the, and they're not doing that on accident. They know you, know that you don't know what these words mean. This is a deliberate attempt to make complete idiocy and lunacy that has turned out to get Americans killed, it's going to be an attempt to cover that up and take no accountability for it whatsoever. That's how these people operate. That's how these people operate. They don't care. They don't really genuinely care. That's what it comes down to. None of these people, none of these people are crying themselves to sleep tonight. That's tough to accept, isn't it? None of these people are sitting around thinking, oh, man, pour one out for, for the brave service people who died. They don't think in those terms. Because what have I been telling you time and time and time again? What have I been telling you? Deep down, there's no love of country. All right. I promised you some shocking audio Man alive, you're going to think what I'm about to play you is a parody. You're going to think it's something Chris came up with in the lab. This is real. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And before I get to your emails, I have to play you. I've told you, look, I've used this line before. You're going to think this is a parody. You're going to think that this is, this is something like a bit we came up with. This is a real ad in Australia. And, and before we play it, I just want to say, we talk a lot about the Second Amendment on the right. We talk a lot about guns and training with weapons and getting ammo and things like that. If you don't listen to this ad and think to yourself, 
thank God American citizens have a bunch of firearms, then you don't truly understand the nature of government and the people you have in charge. This is Australia. This is real. We need to keep our people safe and we desperately need to find an alternative to hotel quarantine. We model this on Howard Springs. Everyone's got a balcony, everyone's got fresh air. We think that it's an ideal location. You know, we would like to see international aircraft coming into Wellcam and we would welcome those arrivals and three minutes later they're in their beds. When you look at the flow-on effect to the local producers for food, 3,000 meals a day, when you look at the flow-on effect the 400 plus jobs um, through construction. It'll be a great thing for Toowoomba, it'll be a great thing for our region, it'll be a great thing for the Queensland and Australian economy. In case you weren't sure what he was talking about there, I didn't describe it to you ahead of time on purpose because what were you thinking? He's describing the fresh air and uh, how wonderful the balconies are and man, that sounds, gosh, that sounds nice, right? Shoot. I want to, how much does it cost to get in there? Do you know what it takes to get in there? You have to get coronavirus. That's the new regional quarantine center where they're going to forcibly put you if you get coronavirus. Did you notice the music, too? Play it one more time. You know what? Play it one more time. Uh, the, the best part, now that you know what it is, the best part, I think, for me, is the music. It sound, You know what it sounds like? It sounds like you're sitting in an Australian timeshare presentation. Come look at the fresh birds and all the jobs. We need to keep our people safe, and we desperately need to find an alternative to hotel quarantine. We model this on Howard Springs. Everyone's got a balcony, everyone's got fresh air. We think that it's an ideal location. You know, we would like to see international aircraft coming into Wellcam and we would welcome those arrivals and three minutes later they're in their beds. When you look at the flow-on effect to the local producers for food, 3,000 meals a day, when you look at the flow-on effect for the 400 plus jobs um, through construction, it'll be a great thing for Toowoomba, it'll be a great thing for our region, it'll be a great thing for the Queensland and Australian economy. Man, I want to get down on that timeshare. Doesn't that sound nice? Except it's a government holding facility. When I say hang on to your firearms, hang on to your firearms, go buy more. Go buy ammunition if you can afford it. The reason, and I can't stress this enough, the only reason they're not currently building regional quarantine centers here in the United States of America is because you have guns and they'd be too afraid to try it. It is the only reason. It's the only thing standing between these freaking monsters and doing this kind of stuff. It seems like, man, it almost seems like there's a word for a place you build that you're going to, you're going to take people and you're going to put them in this place, even if they don't want to go. Man, it sounds, it starts with a C, constant, Concentration camp, that's right, that's right, because I remember being told basic border facilities during Trump's administration, housing illegal immigrants and figuring out where to process them, I remember those were called concentration camps, but no, I'm probably just being over the top, right? Don't worry, it can never happen here. I promise it can never happen here, we're different. Dear Leatherneck Jesse, 
I'm so furious about. Oh, by the way, leatherneck is a reference to the Marines. A lot of Marines are called leathernecks. They used to be called leathernecks. It's because in their early, early days, they would go fight pirates. They would fight on ships, and you would fight with swords. And they wore these leather things around their necks to keep your throat from getting slashed. So there, kids. That's a little lesson for you tonight. Moving on. I am so furious about what happened in Afghanistan today. Our fellow countrymen have died in foreign land and chaos. I hate to say this, but the world sees the United States as jellyfish. Joe Biden said, quote, if any American gets hurt, there will be consequences. We know that he won't back up anything, considering he only wonders when he gets his banana pudding. Kamala Harris must think it is funny. I can already hear that laugh when asked about Afghanistan. My final question, when did the White House and all branches of government become a circus? They became a circus over time. The Democratic Party is fully, fully gone. There is no more Democratic Party anymore. It's the, they're full-blown communists now. And the, United, the same can be said of, of all the departments of the United States government, even the FBI, CIA. They're all in service to the Communist Party now. They all are, all of them. How did that happen? Well, communists are a lot of things, but stupid is not one of them. They have always understood education is where it begins. They took over the American education system, and American parents didn't know it. And I'm not blaming those parents. It's so hard to know that, right? It's hard to know that your child is getting a much different education than the one you were getting. But now, people think this is just universities. That's communist finishing school. It starts so, so early now. This hatred of America. Making sure you hate America very early on. Hi, kids. Welcome to the third grade. We're going to cover U.S. history. Our major items we'll be covering today is the genocide of the Native Americans and then the treatment of slaves. We'll then move right from there into the civil rights movement where black people were treated like crap. And then we're going to wrap all that up right about the time we started taking on commies around the world. Sound good? It starts so benign, so benign. Look, we're just teaching history here. I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue it's all the bad stuff and none of the good stuff. It's just history. Don't you, don't you want your child to learn history? And communists are so good at this, too. They're so good at using your, your values against you. Well, wait a minute. I'm teaching them about history. Don't you want me to have the freedom to do that? I thought you loved freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Isn't that what you say all the time? I should have the freedom. We should have freedom of thought in our schools. Don't you believe in freedom of thought? Of course, they fully understand. A child can't separate that out. A child doesn't know how to, how to deconstruct an, adult, an adult's philosophy and outlook on life. A child can't sit there and say, wait a minute. <clears throat> I feel like America is more than slavery. Are, are we not? Children know what you tell them. The communists know this. They know this well. They got to the education system. None of this changes. Nothing in this country changes until we change the education system. I have said it before. I will say it again. You want to fight for this country? Go take over your school board. Go take over your school board and change how children are educated in this country. Until that happens, nothing changes. We're still going to keep churning out commies every single year. And there's something else you can do. There's one other thing you can do. You want to know what it is? I'll tell you in a second.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and obviously he's one of your favorite guests, one of my least favorite guests, but I don't even have the heart to give him crap tonight. You know, I've been pretty frank about how full of absolute hatred I am right now. I am assuming he's feeling probably the same. Joining me now, my friend Terry Shepard. He was a Green Beret for about 10,000 years. He's a legend in that community. He now hosts Hollywood Weapons, which I would recommend you watch. Terry I just feel like the fighting man has never been done right in this country, at least not for a long, long time. And I'll be frank, man, it, it, it sickens me. I can't even be completely honest about all the things I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah, normally you and I would tr- would uh, exchange pleasant insults as as brothers in arms do. And I, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Um, yeah. I, yeah, here's the thing, man. I I don't know about how you feel right now. I mean, we're watching the collapse of America in real time, and you know. And it, I will. Ne- I am never going to forget. And I hope a lot of people feel this way. I am not going to forgive the government or the military for what's for what they've done. I, I can't do it. I can't forgive them. I've always hated general officers as a rule. I've never trusted them. I know they're political hacks. But this is what you. We're now reaping the whirlwind of decades, decades of political educational uh, indoctrination. Uh, like uh, you and I were talking about this the other day. It'd be, you can't prosecute American interests abroad if you really don't love America. Amen. And this is what you get when you have Wesleyan grads, uh, you know, poli-sci and social, so, um, uh, you know, sociology and gender studies people writing white papers and making foreign policy and controlling what's happening right now. This is what this is this. I mean, weren't we told that the adults are in charge? I think we were. We were. We were were told the adults are in charge, that that, that everything was going to be fine, that that respect was back on the world stage. Terry, we have a general general on camera just a little bit ago saying, well, if we find out who's responsible, we'll go after them. When did we become pathetic? When when, When did we go away from, if you touch an American, we'll hunt you to the ends of the earth in other planets and then murder you on camera? When did we become this, man? Because it seems like it was five minutes ago. Well, it, it, that's the thing. There, there is a bright side to this, man, and I'm really serious. I think, and it sucks that we've lost people because of it, and we've lost our economy, and we've lost, we're getting close to losing everything. But, but at least at some point now, if you don't see the rot that was there in this termite-infested house that we live in, then I don't know what to tell you. you know. And, and I feel like it's all in front of us now. So now we do actually have a very clear choice of, of I mean, if, if you don't want to believe it, I mean, sadly, the problem is, too, I mean, if you just go on the social media platforms, there are people still refusing to see it. They just don't want to see it. It's the same, you know, I was saying something before about Australia, you know, like if you if you sit there wondering, wondering, like, how could Australia let this happen? Just understand that a fair portion, almost probably half of our country would welcome that kind of treatment, you know, and would, and, and our government, military and law enforcement will be happy to give it to you. They're kind of doing it now anyway. So, I mean, but for people who are maybe not quite that way and are not quite the way you and I are, I hope that they can just see, well, listen, man, this is, this is, everything's got to be gutted from, from, and it's not going to, and that's what's disappointing to me. I see what has to happen. You've been talking about it for, for years. And I, I just, I just don't know what happens at this point now because if you don't if you don't see the wrong of what's happening now, then I I don't have any I have no commonality with you. Like, how do I share a country with people who are cool with this or are going to justify it? I, I I just don't know how I can. Speaking with Green Beret Terry Shepard and uh, host of Hollywood Weapons, uh, Terry, explain to me this. Explain to me how do we get the warrior class 
back in charge of the military? Because you mentioned general officers, and I, everyone knows how much I despise officers anyway, and I really, really <laughs> right. despise those. I despise those types. But it wasn't always this way, was it? I mean, I had a source I love and a source I really trust from within the Navy tell me not a single naval officer from World War II, all of our, all those great admirals, not one could make it past LT today. They'd all be run out of the service. Okay, how do we fix yeah. that, man? That's that's bad. I don't – I. Man, I wish I, I wish I was a smart guy on this because I think it would have to be completely gutted from top to bottom, and I don't think I think there's too much money, prestige, and and Raytheon contracts to to do that. I, I don't know, Jesse. I really don't know how you fix it. It can be fixed, uh, but it's going to also take a different mindset. And I think uh, too much of the country does not have that mindset, and it's bad. I mean, we have we really are, and we have been for quite a long time. We we are lions led by lambs, and. Um, it's it's too bad too because what, what bothers me right now too and you know this I've been on the phone all day with my friends uh, different friends yeah. even guys who are plugged into uh, people on the ground there and telling me that they're literally hamstrung the best guys we have the, I'm not gonna say who they are you know who they are yeah. and the best guys we have have been for several days now just not allowed to do anything and so uh, I just don't know how that gets fixed it can get fixed uh, maybe we have to put less. Maybe maybe what we need to do is put less uh, emphasis on PowerPoints and education and more about um, kicking ass. And if you can't kick ass, then you're gone. And if you're if you're a politi- we have to get rid of the politics of that. But I, it's so intertwined, man. Right? Like I don't. I mean, like General Milley, he was a he's a special forces guy. He was a special forces guy. Do you know what my community thinks of him right now? I mean. That's. Yeah, that, I'm I, glad I, you brought him up because that was actually going to be my next question. How does that happen? I mean, I mean, with all due respect, as much as I hate your guts, Green Berets are the best I've ever known. They're the best I've ever known. I was a stupid, below-average Marine, so I'm just a fan like everyone else. And I know all kinds of SEALs, and I know some Delta guys, and I know Green Berets, and I, and I know some Marine Force Recon, and obviously I love them as well, and Air Force PJs. The Green Berets are the best, the best. And how does some lifelong warrior turn into some dork talking about white rage in front of Congress? Terry, how does that happen? Well, I appreciate you saying we're the best. We're, we're the best at what we do, um, but there's we have very specific jobs, you know, yeah. unconventional warfare, guerrilla warfare. We are the best at that, but there's other there's other studs that are that are better, at, I, I think, at other things. Millie, the problem we have is kind of what we're talking about. I don't know what he was like when he was a captain, like a team leader, you know, because you have to be a captain to be in special forces. You know, you come from, a lot of those guys come from like the infantry. Who knows what he was like as a platoon leader? Maybe he was a stud, you know? I think I think what happens is actually probably their younger career paths, they're probably pretty damn good. They're probably hard chargers, and they're probably aggressive, and they probably get stuff done. As they progress in rank, though, things start changing because now you're not dealing with the guys on the ground. Now you're dealing with, well, we got to please this, and we got to put turn this report in. We got to make this look good. This is all dogged, and I think they start buying into. They start. They believe their own hype at that point, and so as they climb further up the ladder, they become more obligated to a political, you know, uh, kind of good old boy system that that will protect them. That will protect these guys are protected, Jesse. These dudes get lobbying jobs. They get huge pensions. They get, they get, you know, they get, they sit on the board of defense uh, industries. And so I think that money and that prestige, that career, that bar, that star, that becomes the end all for them and not leading dudes in combat. I don't know how you change that mindset except to get rid of guys like that. 
but it's such a such a such a jacked up system right now. I mean, it's got us where we are right now. I mean, literally, whether you like it, it's so funny because people the people going, but Trump, hey, Trump's not in office. There's a certain other president that's in office, and there's and he had a military staff and advisors that did this or or planned this or I should say didn't plan this, and it was so done for political and on other. I didn't know what their what their considerations were. No, the stuff they did militarily is so bad, so tactically inept. That you just, I think, you do every one of those guys needs to be fired yeah. and, and just and just publicly <sighs> it's thrown eggs at on stage. Gosh, it drives me crazy. And, and, make, I, and make fun and make fun of their small endowment when they're naked. Terry, Terry I, I, I see the airport. I see the layout of the airport, and I see the security nightmare it is, and it makes me want to kill somebody. But whatever. All right, Terry Shepard, I would highly encourage you follow him on social media, watch his show, Hollywood Weapons. Thank you, my brother. Simplify to you. And I'm sorry about your brothers, Jesse. I'll pray the rosary for them today. Appreciate it, man. I don't know how we fix it. I, I, I Look, he nailed it. I don't know that there's a way to fix it except for ripping it up and rebuilding it, which means you and I, we got a long, long way to do it, long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. All right, let's set that aside for now. You still need a good night's sleep tonight. So do I. I definitely do. I, I need a good night's sleep tonight. My pillow. My pillow right now has the sale of the year. Giza Dream Sheets for half off, 50% off Giza Dream Sheets with the promo code JESSE. But I'm not going to stop there. Today is a big wake-up call for patriotism. You heard me rant. How, how long have you heard me rant on this show, including tonight's show, about love of country and why it's so critical for a nation? I am so proud to speak for a company like MyPillow that loves the United States of America. So beyond the half-price incredible sheets, and they are the best sheets, the best sheets in the world, go support MyPillow. Buy a pillow. Get yourself two sets of Giza Dream Sheets. Three sets. Go do it. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. That's MyPillow.com. Radio listener specials. Promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. And before I forget, I'm going to try to get to these emails. Before I forget, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. For you new listeners, what does that mean? It means we answer your questions all day. No, yeah, if, if there are any big stories, we'll hit those. But there's no there's no phone calls, there's no guests, there's the questions you emailed in. What questions you asked? Anything you want to know. Anything you want to know, you email it to Jesse at jessekellyshow.com, and I will either give you an answer or I swear I will lie. I will just lie through my teeth. <laughs> and they, look, they don't have to be political. They don't have to be. They can be about history or men or women or relationships or food. You know, we love talking about food, animal fights, travel. Try to remember to put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line because we have so many emails, it's hard to sort through them all. But email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in for tomorrow. Let's get to a couple other things. The visible start of our decline to weakness really showed its face with Patton and the slap heard round the world. You know the rest. You know, he's not wrong. Or she's not wrong. For those who don't know the story, here's the story. 
our Italian campaign in World War II was a dreadful, dreadful affair. We never really took over the whole place before they capitulated. And a lot of the complaints about our Italian campaign in World War II was from the leadership. And it should be. We just had dreadful, tentative generals who got a lot of our guys killed. There was a lot of bitterness from our guys who fought in Italy because of how poor the leadership was. What's what's this have to do with Patton, Jesse? Patton wasn't in Italy. What are you even talking about? I'm glad you brought that up. Patton was a... Odd man. An odd man, I will admit that. He, I believe, if I remember right, I read his biography, but it was a long time ago. I believe he thought he was reincarnated from great generals in the past and stuff. He's an odd duck. However, he's the type of guy you win wars with. There's a story about him. I don't know if it was, I forget which war it was in Mexico. I should think it was the Mexican-American War. I'm going to screw this up somehow. But he goes down to Mexico as a young officer, and he has a bunch of Mexican banditos start riding at him, getting ready to murder him. And he stands there, he's just standing on the ground, pulls out a six-shooter like the real-life Clint Eastwood and just guns all of them down off of their horses and then takes their bodies and straps them to the hood of his Jeep and drives back into camp with their bodies on his Jeep. That's the type of guy Patton was. So Patton is this hard-charging guy. You've probably seen the movie. That's a real speech he gave, I should mention. In fact, the reason I finish my show every time with that's all, that's homage to that's paying homage to Patton. That's that's where that speech comes from. But Patton was all about offense. Move. We don't hold, we don't slow down, move. Keep your enemy on his heels. And here's what's wild because the Germans are well, German, they're the most absurdly organized people in the world and they had grades on all the opposing generals. They knew who they wanted and didn't want to face here and didn't want to face there. Guess who the top-ranked attacking general they had in the entire war? Guess what his name was? George Patton. The Nazis knew after studying and looking at this and looking at that, if there's any general you don't want to have coming at you, it's Patton. Okay? Oh, that's the good news. Patton goes down into North Africa, whips our troops into shape, and proceeds to kick the living crap out of the Nazis down there. Boom, wins in North Africa. But Patton again, not a nice man, bit of an odd duck. Patton decides to stroll through a hospital, one of the hospital holding our guys, our wounded guys. We have a couple guys in there suffering from battle fatigue, PTSD. I don't know what word, I don't know what word you want to put on it. They didn't have physical injuries. They had mental injuries. Patton didn't believe in this. He thought it was a myth. He thought it was just weakness and cowardice. Pulls his pistol on one, slaps the living daylights out of the other one. FDR starts to catch some heat about this because the American journalists were pretty gross back then too. Start calling for Patton's head. Why did the Italian campaign go, go so poorly? Well, because our great attacking general, the man who would have stormed into Italy under political pressure, they yanked him out and sidelined him. They, granted, he was so good, they put him in charge of the diversion for D-Day. He was the one up there running blow-up tanks and doing fake drills, and even he did that great, right? But they took Patton out of the field because he wasn't nice, And they put him in charge of a bunch of inflatable tanks. 
Well, they should. He shouldn't be slapping injured troops. I wonder if you could ask any one of the men who lost their lives in Italy because of our inept leadership if they were happy they had a nice general or if you if they wish they had the mean general. Do you see what I mean now? The most overrated quality in the world is nice. It's not an accident. It's also the quality most Americans are obsessed with. Well, who do I want for a congressman? Oh, gosh, this guy, he's talking about cutting spending and stuff like that. This guy, he seems so nice. He's got, you know, he's got programs, Bill. Did you hear he had programs for poor kids? Doesn't that sound nice? Let's get him. Ooh, Donald Trump. And I heard so many of these because I live in a Republican area. And all the Republican dudes were all about Trump, right? And so I heard all the housewives, supposedly Republican housewives, at all these neighborhood parties we've ha- we'd have. Oh, I don't know about Trump, though. It's just these, he calls people names. It's not nice. I don't, I don't like it. It's not nice. Okay. You got the nice guy. American service members were incinerated today because of the nice guy. Doesn't seem so nice now, does it? When you see those caskets getting hauled off the planes as they arrive back in America and you see wives sobbing on top of the coffins, I want you to remember your need for nice. I want you to burn it into your brain. And I want you to eradicate any thought of being nice for the rest of your life. Nice doesn't matter when you're leading a nation. We'll be back tomorrow for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.